episode tonight. <laughs> Hello, everyone, again, and thanks for joining us here on the Lunatic Sports Podcast, your favorite St. Louis sports podcast. I'm laughing because John decided, because uh, I was giving him a shit over whether or not he was going to count us in, uh, that he hadn't screwed up on the count-in uh, in quite some time and just went ahead and started it while I was ranting at him. Uh, I don't know if his attempt was to catch my ranting and raving or just to make me look stupid, but either way, he probably succeeded, although making me look stupid, as many of you know, isn't that hard. I mean, you lean into it, so. I I lean into a lot of things. doesn't mean I'm always actually down for it. That's a shout out to you, Matt Lee. Um, So what I'd like to get into more so is it's been a slow yet interesting week here in St. Louis sports. Uh, The Blues look to have maybe found their swagger, and then we were reminded, oh yeah, we are still in a rebuilding season, there's things to come, followed by some interesting developments and non-tenders out of the Cardinals, and the opening of the big first big signing of free agency in Major League Baseball just happened actually today. John, what do you have this fine Sunday evening? Not a lot other than just like score updates and people that are no longer available for the Cardinals to sign. Um, We do have a few other roster moves to break into. But before I get into that, I just want to point out, I was originally going to do this as a 10 second yes or no. I guess I can do it as a 10 second yes or no. Right now, Mizzou is in the playoff. If the polls stay consistent. Okay. They won last night against Florida. Um, so all they have to do now is beat Arkansas, who has not had a good year. Defining the playoff. Uh, isn't it top 12 teams in the uh, official, whichever poll they use for it, which were that's next year. Above it. That's next year? That's oh, next that year. this year. Still in the I top it, four this year, as far I as I thought I'm it was aware. 2023. Like I was just on NCAA's website about it. Maybe I misread it. Oh, well. Never mind then. That's no, but sad. continue. We're we're, st- we're still pushing for a New Year's Six bowl. We are. Uh, which I don't. I mean, the now. last last time we could say that was you know high school. So uh, maybe college, high school, college. It was right on that borderline. I don't want to hash that one out again. As we we talked about how wonderful and terrible that was all at the same time, courtesy of Oklahoma. <clears throat> Speaking of football. Speaking oh my God, of... it's FCS. That's what I was reading. That explains it. Please Speaking continue. of Mizzou Tiger football, uh, yesterday's win, while not as convincing as last week's against Tennessee, right? Last week against Tennessee, we had that dominant defensive performance followed by an offense that really just had their way with the, the volunteers. And I think the volunteers volunteered to get the shit kicked out of them here at Mizzou. Um, so follow that up with, kind of a lackluster performance in some ways against Florida. Uh, the first half, the defense looked good, but we could not stop the run yesterday. We'd missed a lot of tackles, but what impressed me at the end of the day is that while playing a sloppy game and not doing our best, we still found a way to, to come out with the win, which is what good teams do. Right. Right. Uh, we talked about this before with, was you say it was Adam Wainwright uh, or Chris Carpenter, somebody who used to say 20% of the time Wayno. you've got, yeah, twenty. Wait, well, no, you got twenty percent of the time. You got great stuff. Twenty percent of the time, you don't have it. It's what you do the other sixty percent of the time in the middle. Can you grind it through? Can you find ways to get wins? Can you find ways to make that happen? 
and and right. Mizzou found ways to make it happen yesterday at the end of the game. You know, one thing I noticed too, if you think about football, something that happens in soccer, it happens in baseball. Um, it happens probably in hockey, although I haven't noticed it as much, is that there's a lot of talk about which team looks like the better team and the team that should have won. You don't really hear that as much in football. Have you noticed that? Like, it, like in football, you get props for not being on your best stuff and still getting that win, like may, way more than you do in other sports. I agree. Um, I think the biggest reason you hear that so much in football, especially, is there's so many fewer games right? that you have to find ways to grind out those wins. Whereas, right. especially, you know, in baseball, people will talk about, man, we didn't deserve to win that one, but we'll take it, right? right. Um, think you think about soccer, which is still double the games in the regular season for MLS. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's that same feeling you get into hockey and basketball and you've got 80 games of plus in both of those seasons. And right. I think that's where that comes from, right? There's, there's less um, ability for people to like, be like, you know what, we need everyone we can and we need to scrape them together. And if we lose right. one, like we're in the fire. Whereas I think fans, when you have more games to pick and choose from, are more likely to say, yeah, that was a shitty performance by my team and we didn't deserve to win that game or we want, we, you know, right. Or we lost, but we deserved to win. We played like we should have won because you have that many more games. There's less of that fighter mentality. I think that do or die mentality, right. at least until like playoff time. Yeah. Cause you yeah, don't hear that point. as much in playoffs. No. Well, right now I'm not hearing anything in playoffs because none of our teams have, you know, really done much in the playoffs this year. Mm, that was a stab and a that hurt a little to hear. I know it's true, but sometimes the truth hurts. The truth does hurt. Like, for example, maybe we got our hopes and dreams up that the Cardinals were going to, you know, pull out this great free agency uh, spending spree this offseason and that has not materialized so far so there there's some things with that and let's start first right there was four big names that we non-tendered so essentially we released them um andrew kisner who more or less was our 1b to Contreras's 1a at playing catcher this last yeah. year yeah uh you had juan yepes who Pujols believed was going to be dh of the future potential um, and or at he least was a like hitter. he was like our playoff hero for like 15 minutes in 2022 yeah, yeah i mean the guy is the and showed a lot of promise but for whatever reason didn't have it wherever it was this year i mean he wasn't really called up enough for me to see a big picture of the major league level but even looking at his minor leagues numbers he wasn't exactly tearing up the minor leagues yeah he um, and then and then we released uh dakota hudson and jake wood woodford both have been good options for us as far as just as a spot starter. The problem is we've relied on them too much to be regular pieces in the, in our rotation. And that's, they don't project as long-term major heart, major league arms, at least not with what we've seen right. um, outside of maybe, I mean, I could see Hudson being like a number five starter on a team, uh, uh, but huh. we don't like, I'm, I'm not saying a good team. Well, I just sit on a team. <laughs> Uh, maybe the Las Vegas athletics. Um, but I, I think, you know, there's that piece Wood Woodford, I think has more potential than Hudson long-term if he figures it out. Um, 
I'm not saying he's got it figured out, but I think he would be the prospect that I think more teams would be willing to take a flyer on. Mm-hmm. The one that confuses me, and I say confuses, is opens up a lot of questions and thoughts and heading into next year is Kisner. Right. So before we explain our thoughts, I do want to say, because I think this is one of those phrases that maybe is a little bit confusing for people uh, when the non-tender phrase, like what that roster move means. So um, all players within their first six years of eligibility uh, at the major league level, uh, they have to be tendered a contract year over year, basically. And then that's, you know, depending on if the player doesn't like the price, that's what leads to arbitration in the final three years. Okay. If the club declines to give an offer for a contract, the player is then what they call non-tendered and released directly into the free agent pool. Um, So all four of these players are now free agents. It frees up four spots in our 40 man to make moves. Um, So we had to be releasing someone if we're going to sign new people, like we had to release people. Um, But that's what that means. And that's why it's how it's a little bit different from some of the other roster mechanisms. Anyway, Kisner break it down. So Kisner had his best, career year this year at the plate looked good he was a a great catcher honestly i thought if we moved on from kisner it'd be in the trade market and i i have to think that after the owners meetings that they got a feeling that there wasn't going to be a trade market that was going to develop nobody really was going to part with what Mm -hmm. we would have wanted to get to move on from kisner and i think it means that the cardinals are ready to take a a big step forward with Ivan Herrera. Uh, Ivan Herrera did spend some time up with the club off and on throughout the year. Um, he was our minor league player of the year this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, and, and he's his career stats, you know, in the minor leagues are not terrible. He's got an 823 OPS. Um, and, and so, but just this year in the minor leagues, he hit 297 with a 951 OPS. Yeah. I mean, that's seeing the ball well. <laughs> like, he's seeing the ball well. He, I don't know if he's quite as good defensively as Kisner was this last year, but I think he's oh. comparable to where Kisner was maybe a year ago. I don't think we're taking like a huge step back defensively. Right. And, right. and, and I, we should be clear that we don't we don't expect him to come up and have a 950 OPS at the major league level, right? Pitching is better mm-hmm. at the major league level. I'm a Cardinals fan. He better put up a thousand OPS or right. No. Or, he's, or he's gone. He's a scrub. <laughs> or he's absolute um, trash. Right. And I mean, I think the other point that you could make too is with um, Kisner, I believe this was an arbitration year for him. Yeah, he's definitely been up mm-hmm. at least three years. So with him having a career year, the club may not be willing to pay what they know he would get in arbitration. Like that's another potential reason um, in addition to Herrera's impact. And and Herrera's at the point where he needs major league at-bats to to continue to improve. He's just stagnant. He's going to start stagnating in the minors. So, And the other piece is, is if we end up with a trade partner that for somebody who wants Herrera, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily, and if Kisner's still out on the market, I wouldn't forgo that we've re-signed Kisner and potentially sure. still bring him back. It, just because we released him and he's a free agent doesn't mean that we can't re-sign him. I, now, whether right. he would want to come back at that point after you right. know being non-tendered, I'm not sure. Um, but again, if he gets a more favorable contract, you know, it's a lot and it's a club and team he knows, it's hard to turn that down. Right. 
Right. Speaking of clubs and teams that you know and taking contracts with them, Aaron Nola, uh, who for many fans is actually the number one guy on their list. I'm, I love Aaron Nola and I love the idea of Aaron Nola as an innings eater, as a guy that can help lead a staff, but not necessarily as that true ace that we need. Oh, no. No, he's like um, a number three was, guy. He's going, but he's going to cost true ace money to get because of his durability in the innings right. he eats up. And he took a discounted price to 170 mil, roughly, uh, over seven years. Yeah, I know. Big discounted price as he just took a contract over seven years, which is more than I'll probably make. In, not more than I probably will. It is more than I'll make in my lifetime. Um, but <clears throat> Understatement. Yeah, understatement <laughs> of the century. So, again, he took a pay cut to return to the Phillies. There was other offers on the table. He said, you know what? I'm taking less money because I want to stay with the Phillies. It's the club he's played his whole career with. He loves it there. Um, they love him there. And, and, and I get that. The, my, the biggest concern was the report that you sent me from Derek Gould. Uh, do you, you want to touch on your thoughts there before <laughs> I just keep ranting? Yeah, that, I'd I'd appreciate that because all all the things I've typed up are <laughs> going going for you tonight. I, I like to hear my voice, so I gotta talk. I don't know why I like to hear my voice because I, I I actually hate it, but irrelevant. Anyway, Gould said that per his sources, he's pretty well connected in the organization, so I think we can trust him. Uh, that the Cardinals were not one of those teams that made a better offer for um, the uh, for Aaron Nola. And in fact, we hadn't even had talks with him for Nola uh, about signing here. Now, there's a couple of ways you can take that. Number one, he just really, you know, it was pretty clear that he was going to re-sign with Philly. So why waste your time? When you know you've got a lot of other pitchers that you could potentially be moving on, um, or you could take it as Cardinals fans are definitely going to take it that they're not trying to sign people again. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that any more than I believe the first. Um, but yeah, it's it really sucks to hear that we didn't even attempt to sign him, considering that like we've been so highly linked with him, but. So the way that I read it was that we were in talks with them, but we had not gotten to the point where we extended a contract. So it wasn't that we weren't discussing things. It's that we were not aggressive in our discussions. And I think that's what's most disheartening to me is you would think that knowing how what we need and how many pitchers we need, that you would have this we would be getting after it would be in the midst of those conversations, trying to find out what kind of numbers these guys are looking for and trying to get a viable contract offer out there as soon as possible. I do want to add that most major free agents don't sign till after Thanksgiving to sign before Thanksgiving is a rarity if you're a big name free agent. But if you get the right contract offer with an organization you're willing to play for, you're going to take that offer no matter when it comes. And Like I said, for me, it seems more to me like Mo's playing his typical Mo game where he's kind of talking with some agents and like, how do you feel about, you know, maybe St. Louis? We have a free zoo, which is a huge selling point, but not truly, not truly actually getting into the, the nitty gritty and figuring out what kind of an offer, what kind of numbers we need to send and getting an offer sent because 
you know, Nola may have waited if he thought there was an offer coming from the Cardinals that maybe was competitive. Even if he didn't accept it, he may have still tried to use that to leverage for a little bit more money out of the Phillies. Um, right. And, so, and there's no telling there. Well, the thing about that is, and I'm I'm reading exactly what was in the tweet that I sent you. Uh, the Cardinals never got to the point of making an offer to Nola or meeting with the pitcher. So they never met with him. They were not a team that actively engaged in trying to lure him away from returning to the Phillies, unlike other NL clubs, uh, according to source. So I read that completely differently from you. I don't, I read that as like, just, they didn't go for it at all. Like actively engaged means like, Hey, like we're wanting to talk to you about a price or anything like that. Or like, can we like have a conversation? Like, they never had that conversation is how I read it. Yeah. I, I thought it, I think it was, maybe it was a Ken Rosenthal t- tweet that I saw that the Cardinals mm. were in con like had, were kind of feel again, testing the waters more or less sure. with the, the agent. And then the agent said, eh, he's got other offers. We're out like, right. so like they never engaged enough, right? right? Even if they were just feeling the waters, they never actually made an attempt either way. Right. It was, it it's we're gonna feel the waters, and if you're gonna spend the off season just feeling the waters, you're never gonna sign a pitcher. You're never gonna sign any big free agents. Right. Well, and the other thing that I think's worth mentioning here is, you know, 170 mil over seven years is not an insubstantial amount of money. And when you think about the kind of budget that we probably have set, like like that 200 mil over seven years could have been the entire budget we had allotted to to acquire these pitchers and to use it all on one guy would not really make the team that much better um so that's another i think point that we should keep in mind that you know there is definitely a budget and we do believe that bill should spend more than he does but um that they can't all spend it on on a single player is what i'm getting and i have no idea what the budget is i'm just saying it, it would it would shock me if it's much more than 200 million like that would just blow my mind. I think the only way we see us spending significantly more than 200 million is if we got Yamamoto. I don't even think we're doing that. I I don't I don't think I don't think we're even going to put a realistic offer on the table to Yamamoto, which is in my mind a mistake um to to not at least try because worst case, right, is he says he says yes and okay we've got to move some salary stuff around in the coming years but you've got an frontline ace for the next seven eight years I mean, he's 25 right and, and right. those guys don't come around that often i guess my question to you now is who becomes who is your number one guy right now i know who my number one guy is and, and it's my number one guy since the world series ended um, but who's your number one guy? Monty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same here. No, Mo- Monty. And apparently the funny thing is reports are that Monty has already like basically signaled that he's only going to go to one of three teams and mm-hmm. it's all three of the teams he's played for all three of which are probably willing to pay him what he's, you know, pretty close to what he's worth. Um, but I mean, he's been there and he likes those places. Like, why would you even bother trying going somewhere new if you know the three places that you like to be are are probably willing to pay you 
So one of the three of them he knows will pay him what he's looking for and he can go to a place he knows and that he's enjoyed playing at. Right. So why would you risk going to a club and then find out that you hate it there right. when you've enjoyed your time with your exactly. previous few clubs? So exactly. and and good for him because I mean the guy he's a great dude. Um you know, good clubhouse guy, a workhorse and I think Monty is the he's like Aaron Nola but but better um for what yeah. you're getting for the price, right? He's younger but he still eats innings. He still does a lot of stuff. Um, and I think long-term that's, that's going to play better. Um, <clears throat> I think it's making it more and more likely that we're going to see some trades for pitchers um, hearing how we handled the NOLA situation. Um, I'm not well, sure what pitchers we're going to, I say no, right, trade for starting pitchers. Um, Cause know. we're going to have to trade for some relief. We're going to have to figure out the relief right. in the bullpen somewhere along those lines. And that's still what makes me nervous about Blake Snell is, we could sign Blake Snell, but we don't have the bullpen to support him on the back end and actually get wins right now. Right. Well, and I think that's also like we have, it's still a very large pitching class, I feel like. Um, and only one of them is moved. Uh, now the Braves are supposedly going to chase that to Sonny Gray now, which was our other purported main, uh, main target. So that would really suck. I do really hope that we get gray i think he's a reasonably priced option that would be be good for us as a middle of the rotation type of guy um but i mean if if all we sign this year in the free agency class are gray and snell and then we find a third good pitcher internally like someone who's taking a step up or we trade for someone um like i'm okay with that but there's not a lot of arms past them that i think are realistically like in our range to get that would be good options for us. But I got, I got one thing here before we kind of move on uh, from the Cardinals here, but, and I, I message this to you, but I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this is uh, Milwaukee non-tender oh, yes. Brandon Woodruff. Right. Granted he's had some injury issues, but when he has been healthy, we're talking a two, eight to three, two ERA can pitch with the best of them lights out guy. Um, <clears throat> he may not pitch next year with the injury he had. And I think that's, that's the potential concern there. Is he somebody that you are willing to take a contract on, assuming it's a reasonable contract, knowing that we may not get anything out of him next year. If we do, it'd be for the stretch run. Um, and then looking to the future years and then, you know, if he's reasonably priced, go to sign a guy like a Tyler glass now, who's only got one year left on his, on his deal. And it's not saying it has to be Tyler glass now, but somebody who can fill in that, that other rotation spot while we wait to see if Woodruff is healthy. If Woodruff isn't healthy, then you push to resign the guy you had for under contract. Right. If Woodruff is healthy, then you know, you can let that guy walk and you've already got his replacement in house. Right. Uh, yeah. Glasnow would, he's still with the Rays, So we would have to trade for him. Um, but yeah, I do but think he's, he's only got he's got one year right, left. So that's what I'm saying. Right. He would feel obtainable. Year where Woodruff maybe isn't right, pitching. Right. And Glasnow is definitely obtainable. The Rays are not gonna let him walk on a free agent, you know, as a free agent, and they know they're not gonna pay him. So they're going to get a, a trade out of him. And uh I think he I think he's obtainable. Um, as do I you told you, a really good trade partner for the Rays, somebody who has a guy that can play shortstop. Where's Paul DeYoung playing now? Um, 
I was thinking more of an Edmund for Glass now situation. I'd be uh, okay because, with that trade. Uh, you you probably have to throw in some some minor league a minor league prospect or two as well. But I think you could get Edmund, especially because Tampa Bay's uh, Wander Franco is not playing with the team right now, and so that opens up an opportunity where they thought they had that position locked down. That may open that door for that trade. I've been thinking right. more and more about this, and, and really could become a possibility. So I don't want to get into the Wander Franco situation, but like the way you said that, like he's not playing with the team right now. I don't think he ever plays in major league baseball again. Like the, the accusations are, are serious and sound like they um, hold water. And uh, Oh no, yeah, I, I, don't... I, I a hundred percent agree, but I, I've made jokes about this situation in the past and you very quickly are like, we're moving on. So I was trying yes. to, circle around it as eloquently as I could there. I appreciate um. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Joking about it is not, not cool, but uh, yeah, it is a thing I will say about Woodruff. So he is 30. Um, he actually had, you know, not in terms of volume, but his stats for last year were looking really, really good, way better than his uh, career average. Uh, his last three years, three or four years have been pretty good. And then before that he was, okay um so i mean i definitely he's an intriguing prospect for us um and you know he's probably not going to be that expensive just because of the injury uh you know and one of the things that you and i talked about is it's not just that we need all of this help now but it's like how do we get this help and have it sustainable for like two three four years down the road without selling our entire farm system um and I do think we can probably sell out our farm system a little bit. Uh, we have a lot of corner or a lot of in, what am I trying to say? Corner infielders, not corner infielders, the other ones. Middle inner, infielders? Middle infielders. That middle was the word I could not think of. I was going to say inner infielders. Yeah, and I'm I, like, yeah, that's middle. That's a hard accurate. Word to remember, because right. honestly, like, I don't think I learned that to like, I don't know, second quarter of kindergarten. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> But you were homeschooled, so kindergarten for you was like eighth grade for everyone else. First of all, I was act. I went to Catholic school for preschool and kindergarten. Then oh, I was homeschooled. Gotcha. So you know, uh, but my kindergarten teacher used to make me sit out in the hallway because I distracted the other kids too much. Apparently, I talked a lot. Not surprised. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I think I think we've hit the big points we had for the Cardinals. You want to move on to the Blues here? Is that a twisted tea? Uh, yeah. What is that? No, it is a. Uh, it's one of the th- beers from the zoo. It's a a red pan light red oh, panda. Oh yeah, lager. I've had that one. That's good. Urban chestnut. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, I like um, that. Got a variety pack of the zoo beers. So, yeah, yeah, I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. Speaking of uh, a free zoo, they have beer. They have, have to pay beer. for the beer though. Most most places make you pay for the beer. It's um, worth it. So anyway, the Blues. So since the last time we talked about the Blues, we've had some good results. We've had some bad results. So immediately after our last recording, we won 5-0 against the Lightning. And we were like, you know what? Are we for real? We might be for real. This could be it. And then we lost 5-1 to the Sharks. And then we lost 5-1 to the Kings. But we won tonight, 3-1 against Anaheim. Which, by the way, I hate the 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 duck foot logo i i really hate that i wish they'd go back to the hockey sticks with the the mask that was that was the best oh, yeah. logo they've no, ever had those those were always a much 
much better. It just across the board, like, like that, across I mean, the all cartoon, sports. yeah, the cartoon, everything they had that rolled with it was, I mean, yeah, top notch. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, okay. So anyway, so yeah. So five zero against the Lightning. Uh, lost to the Sharks. Lost to the Kings. Won against Anaheim tonight. I is our team bipolar? Oh, absolutely. Do, they, do we do we just need to get them uh figure out what that dose of lithium they need is? And by <laughs> lithium, I mean lithium. I mean uh the right kind of leadership to keep these guys up and stable right and and at a consistent level (laughs) yeah no and that's kind of the thing right you and i have talked about this a couple times offline is it's which version of the blues are we going to get tonight you know they're incapable of of right now of grinding out close games i think almost all of their games have been the, the, the difference in score has been two or three at least for in almost every game you know, and I know they won one game by one goal. I don't remember which game it was, but other than that, it's either they're blowing teams out or they're getting blown out like every day. Yeah. It, early in the season, right. We had a couple of a close shootout games and it looked like right. we were going to grind out some games all, all year long. And then it very quickly switched to we either score a bunch or we don't. And the, the loss to me that bothers hurts the most is the five to one to the sharks. Mm-hmm. San yeah, Jose that was embarrassing. Is, absolutely atrocious this year worst team in the nhl giving up i don't know air averaging giving up like 10 goals a game or something stupid it's not quite that high but it's close and go in and just absolutely a goose egg and just i mean it literally looked like the sharks just could do whatever they wanted to us we we made them look like one of the best teams in the nhl that night Mm -hmm. but you know two nights before against the lightning we looked like we made the lightning look like they didn't belong on an NHL ice, right? Like, right. And, and it's right. Just, who are you? It's mind boggling. And I think this up and down, if this doesn't level out is going to cost Baruby his job, which is sucks well, because the guy's a great coach. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't, we're, we're starting don't, to, I don't know. Okay. You're, he's in a playoff position right now. He's got the first wild card spot. I don't think be, if you're in playoff contention, like and not only like contending for a spot, but like in the spot, I don't think his, I don't think he loses his job. So my concern is that it's going to continue to be up and down, up and down, up and down. And even if he doesn't lose it in the season, they, I could see them lo- cutting ties with him during the off season because they're looking for a coach that can get the most out of his players night in and night out. When sure. you have a team that has the ability to go in and win these big games like this, and they do win games big, but then to also turn around and lose those other games they should be winning, also losing those big, yeah, it it starts to the fingers start to look at the coaching staff and are they preparing these guys in the right way? And it, I'm not saying Baruby's doing anything wrong, but that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, and I, I like see... Ruby. I like Chief. I think Chief is great. Right. So, like, I don't want that to come. I hope we don't cut ties with him. I think he's done wonders for this franchise uh, from a coaching perspective. But it's just it has me concerned. Right. Well, and I think if they crash out early in the playoffs, like they get in and they like lose embarrassingly in the first round, like I I think that's back on the table, right? Um, but I just think like mid-season, like that's not going to happen for sure, no, but I I I don't think it's mid-season, but I'm I'm I saying gotcha. that this up and down stuff could end up costing him his job. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, 
So right now they're a playoff team. Do you think they can ride this up and down the whole season and stay stay in the playoffs? I'm I'm going to go back to what <clears throat> I said at the beginning of the season, right? I think my preseason prediction was at 93 points. So we took the 92 and a half. Mm-hmm. Is that what the uh, over was? Yep. I still think that's right about right. I think it'll be 93, 94 points. Sure. We'll be pushing for that last wild card spot. We may not get it. Yeah. But I still think that's a realistic prediction for where this team will end up. And and I'm, I still don't, I, my thought on how we're going to finish out the seat where we'll end up the season hasn't changed. Right. Uh, I've had a couple of moments of doubt watching some of the losses, but then watching the wins, you realize, no, we, we do have it. It's just whether or not it shows up. Right. I will say just as a bet update for everyone who is keeping track of our bets and how they, they go throughout the year. Uh, right now they are on track for 91.6 points. So the bet was about the points total, not about if they actually make the playoffs. So it is possible that they make the playoffs and we're both happy about that. And they take the under and you owe me beer. So, you know what? If they make the playoffs, I'll be excited just to have playoff hockey. That's true. I'll share the beer with you. We can watch We can watch playoff hockey and drink beer together. <laughs> That'll be, there we go. Here's, um, here's a, a couple of things to highlight, right? Is sure. We've had a couple of players that have really started to show up points-wise. Okay. Uh, Kairou's starting to rack up some assists, which is nice to see. Yeah, but he um, still has a, a negative plus minus. I was, that's exactly where my next point he's was is he's, he's racking up some assists, but I still think he's too much of a liability defensively for what he's yeah. being paid. Um, see, getting Buchnevich back has been huge. Um, mm-hmm. The guy is amazing player. I, I still think is our best player on the ice and anytime yeah. he's on the ice. Um, <clears throat> and then the guy that, you know, and we talked about, we highlighted it last, last time, but our uh, favorite soccer fan, Oscar Sundquist, is still playing well. I think he had another assist or he had a goal tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember which. I uh, was in and out of the game while putting getting the kids ready for bed. So, um, but either way, it, it's we have we have players who who know how to play and can play well. It's we just have. I feel like, and again, I've said it multiple times. I feel like committing to Cairo and as much money and as long as we did after giving Robert Thomas, his contract was a mistake. Uh, I liked the contract to Thomas. I was on the fence with the contract to Cairo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the other thing, too, if, if you had told me we'd signed Cairo for, for however many years at 5 million a year, I would have said, yeah, that's great. At 8 million a year, that's even 6 mil borderline. But like you, you can't have a player making $8 million a year that can't play both ways. No, I, I 100% agree with you there. And I mean, he is almost like he's only minus one first plus minus, which is almost net even, but like we, you can't, we're not playing to be net even. We're playing. We're not paying you $8 million a year right. to be net even. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and he's not even the most negative guy on the team or anything like that, but, but still like 8 million a year, like, we need you to step up. Now, what is surprising to me is don't look this up. Don't look this up. Okay. Who do you think has the uh the highest plus minus on the team? 
I was actually getting ready to pull up plus minus and I haven't yet. So you said that I thought when I saw you, minus, when I saw you go like this, I was like, I wanted to, it I actually was get. I was getting ready to look up who was the lowest on the team. Cause I was curious. Um, oh, Cause I haven't looked up who's the lowest. It's uh, also not who you would expect. We can do that um, next. But uh, the highest plus minus Jake neighbors. Oh my God. You're going to be so embarrassed. Is it Bucinavich? No. No. First off, uh, Jake Neighbors uh, is the uh, the the worst. Really? Yeah. Um, hmm. He was. He's minus four. Uh, the best is actually Justin Falk. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just. But, pull, uh, I haven't pulled up number two. Is the is guy Thomas. one of the guys you did expect it to be? Is Robert Thomas? Three is Bucinavich. Uh Brandon Saad, who's played really well this year. Yeah, yeah Tori he's, Krug, he's played year. well. Jakub Verana, Bortuzzo, Kevin Hayes, and Nick Letty are both up there in positives. Pareko, trying to combine Colton and Pareko at the same time. So, I mean, look, we've got some good guys. Torpchenko's had a good year. Sonny, for as great as he's played, is still minus one, but he's yeah. been stuck on a line with Cairo off and on, and that doesn't do you any favors. Right. I'm actually surprised Neighbors is as low as he is. Yeah, that was uh, blowing my mind too because I mean it seems like every time I'm you're Same looking with at the, Shin. Uh, yeah yeah because Shin is just above neighbors, um, but every time you're looking at it you're seeing those guys get involved. But you know, part of the plus minus is the the minus, and you know goals are coming in as well. So I don't know. That's yeah, and and Joel Hofer hasn't played terribly. I know he's gotten a lot of hate. Um, but he's actually had a pretty solid season himself. His save percentage isn't that far behind Bennington's. Um, he had a couple of rough games. Like I think it was his first or second start that he got absolutely lit up, but that wasn't, that was not a Hofer problem. That was a <laughs> the team in front of him problem. Right, right. I'm trying to pull that up. So yeah, he's got four wins. Uh Benner, Benner has five. Um his save percentage is 914. I mean, Benner's got a 922. So, I mean, it, no, that's, you know, essentially the same. Yeah. I mean, like, they're, we're not, we're not losing a lot by playing Hofer in place of Bennington. I think in big games, Bennington's who you want, right? Uh, oh, absolutely. He, does he, does he ever look nervous? No, but he always looks ready to throw down. Oh, my know? God. I, yeah. Which he it, always you know. looks ready to fight. And he's not a big guy. Like he does not look like a guy who should be getting in the fights, but no. Uh, what I was trying to see if I could figure out what they had him listed at, but I mean, it's not, not he's huge. not a big guy. Um, but again, I, I think I think for me that it's encouraging to know that we do have a number two goalie, right? We have the guy, Hofer is going to be the guy is going to be able to to spot Bennington and not have us completely drop off, right? Uh, Benner. Uh, comes in at uh, six foot two inches tall, which is taller than I expected, uh, and weighs 162 pounds. So he is my height, thin. about 80 pounds less. Yes, yes. I mean, hell, I've got 25 on him. Like <laughs> he, he's built like he's he's the size I was when I graduated high school. Yeah, yeah, almost like pound for pound, exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's amazing. <laughs> And just imagine uh, you could be in the NHL with that build. Um, yeah, but I suck on skates, so I really couldn't. 
Um, although I guess you don't have to be as good at skating to play goalie. Right. 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 You just gotta <laughs> just just gotta get the glove in front of the puck, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Just don't don't be intimidated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we're we're didn't have a whole lot else scheduled, I know, but I did have a a cup a question for you that I wanted mm. to pose. So um, this is a fun week for us. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up. So okay. I wanted to hear if there's uh, three things that you're thankful for this year in St. Louis sports. You know, I'm so glad you said that because when we first started doing this, I was thinking, oh, we should do like a, a Thanksgiving episode where it's just like, what are we thankful for this year? And then I completely forgot I had that idea and I forgot that this week was Thanksgiving. So <laughs> like the fact that you like came up with that, uh, that's really good. Three things I'm thankful for this year. And this is not like a in order thing. This doesn't is just have like, to be in order. Yeah. No, just, yeah, just yeah, three yeah. things that you're thankful. It's like Thanksgiving dinner, right? You know, you're thankful that, you know, you have food. You're thankful that you have a house. You're thankful that my face is prettier than yours. Um, those kind of things. Yeah. 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 Words that no one has ever said before. Right there at the end. But. Oh, they say them to me every year. Yeah. Uh, some people just don't want to hurt your feelings, Tyler. No, no. I said, I I mean, they're saying their face is prettier than mine. Oh, they tell me every year, right? They're thankful that their face that, like, is prettier than mine. Right, 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 right. I got you. I got you. Um, okay. Number one, Adam Wainwright got the 200 wins. Um, mm-hmm. There's that for sure, obviously. Uh, number two, uh, also on the list, St. Louis City and just the entire season that we had. Um, there's really like... I don't need to go in and explain how awesome this year has been from that perspective. And number three would have to be, this is where it struggles. This is where it struggles for this year. Um, so it's kind of grouped with number two, but I'm going to make it its own thing. It's not just, so number two is, is how the team St. Louis city played on the field and how the team has embraced the community. Um, but number three is going to be the community itself that has sprung up in support of this team. Um, I know you and I have both met and talked to so many people that are fans of, of the team um, and connected with people that we otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't have known, but also getting to see like that there's so many other content creators out there, like doing similar things to us in this space and that it's such a supportive community um that's that's number three i'm really thankful for that because it's you know blues fans and cardinals fans are extremely negative um and you know when when we lost to kansas city twice in a row the sit the the soccer fans got the same way um a little bit um but there was a lot more of being thankful for what we had than you see in the other um fandoms no, I agree. Uh, I think to piggyback off what you what you said, right? I mean, um, you know, we've had we've talked with how many other content creators already and have had great experiences. Um, you know, guys like the City Refs, South End supporters, and being able to to hop up and take pictures with them at the game just because, hey, we're all doing th- this content thing together, right? Um, and, and you know, we've got c- creators on the Blues side, you know, that we're hoping to collaborate with and mm-hmm. do things with as well, and. I just think that that's it's so exciting and it's exciting to see the the content creators and the people out there 
trying to do some of these same things. We are uh, some of them more successful than us, probably all of them more successful than us. I mean, let's be real, but um, it's good. I think for me, I have my first two uh, are same, right? Wayno hitting 200 this year and going out with 200 and then not going back out for another game, I think was the right call yeah. to not inflate oh, his ERA and, and, so, and make that number look a little prettier. Can, can I interrupt you real quick before you go to number two and number three? You don't even care what I'm thankful for, but go ahead. No, I don't because you're about to be <laughs> thankful for this right now. Okay. And it's your friendship with me. And do you want to know why? Because uh, technically maybe. speaking, you got to watch the last game Adam Wainwright played in. That's true. Um, so um not all no, I thought he did one more at bat after that. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I'm gonna pull it up on baseball reference now that you've said that, but I'm I very thought he batted. He I thought he batted one more time when Yachty was in the stadium like t- a day or two later. In the final game? Yeah. I thought I'll he be honest, I didn't actually final watch ga- the uh, final he game. He got in at bat in the final game, I think, because Yachty was ha- holding signs up in the booth about it until he got it. Oh, now that I did not see. Let's find out. Let's take a look at his game sets. I won't be so pissed if you ruin this for me. Oh, I'm going to ruin it for you because I love ruining things in your life. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite things in life. It's uh, one of the things I'm thankful pitching, for. Not top pitching, three. It's probably number four. Pitching is pitching, uh, ruining batting, things that are batting, enjoyable for your life. Batting, batting. When is last five? Where's this last five at? You keep going. Keep going. I'm looking this up. Uh, so anyway, so Wayno getting to 200 uh, and, you know, obviously retiring at Cardinal, I think is great. Uh, definitely up there. St. Louis City, having a team, having a team that cares, having a community that cares is amazing. Um, and, oh, and no, you're along right. with Fuck that. Oh, oh damn. my God. Tyler remembers ruined. random shit that yes. ruins your day again. It happens a lot oh. on here where you're like, this happened. And I'm like, this actually happened this way. Uh, like the Sonny Gray situation. And you were like, I don't know. And I was like, he started with the athletics and was traded to the Yankees, then went to the Reds. And you're like, how the fuck do you know that? And I'm like, don't ask me. It was the same way that, that was my, really ha- my wife asked me. That know, was like really random. I'm full. So this is a fun tidbit. Tonight at uh, my older son is very into sharks right now at six years old. And my wife asked me, how old do you think the oldest shark is? I was like, I don't know. He's like 300 and some odd years old. And she's like 400. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen a Greenland shark. And she's like, how the fuck do you know what kind of shark it is? And I'm like, don't ask me how. I just know stupid shit. It's not useful information, but it's up there and it's taking up space, which is probably why I forget the useful shit. Right. Man, Um, I'm so upset. I was like so excited about that. And you should have just let me have that. You should have let me have that. Sean, I can't let you have anything good in life. Except for me. You have me. I'm done with this. I'm uh, over this tonight. <laughs> my uh, life is so is to finish ruined. off my my thankful list that I've been interrupted 18 times on. Uh so Adam Wainwright, I agree. Along with the St. Louis City, the thing that I'm really thankful for is St. Louis. It was a combination of the World Cup and then St. Louis City turning my wife into an avid soccer fan to the point where we are watching soccer every time it's on the tv and i could not be more thankful for the fact that i have somebody to watch soccer with all the time at home uh and then my last one it's going to sound super cheesy but i've had a lot of fun with it is this stupid fucking podcast even though i have to talk to you all the time uh it's been a it's been a fun ride already uh i know you and i poke fun at each other nonstop, even so far as to 
giving each other, give me giving you shit when you and I do the same thing about how we carry cash on each other, um, but refusing to admit it till after I made tried to make my point that you were wrong. And then I was like, oh yeah, I do the same thing. Well, really, it was just, <laughs> I was like, I, what brought it up was going to do a thing that we have to pay cash for. Um, and I was like, I can go pick the stuff up and I just don't have cash. So you're going to have to give me cash. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just, I, and to which I proceeded to tell him, like, how do you not have, how do you get cash, right? If you don't have cash, you go to a cash only thing and you're like, well, I just don't go to those places. And I went on this whole tangent just to come around to the fact that I also never have cash on me. The only time I have cash on me is if somebody pays me in cash or if I pull cash out of the ATM because I know I have to go spend cash somewhere in the next like 24 hours. Right. <laughs> Well, you, I can't even do that. I don't, I don't have a debit card. I do have a bank. I just don't have a debit card. I want, I don't want people to think just, like I'm like a, I want you to child. think that you just don't have a bank. I think it would be right. better if you didn't have a bank and you're just <laughs> right. like randomly cashing your paychecks and like mailing <laughs> right. off cash to pay your bills. Like, yeah. oh, got to mail off the mortgage payment. And you throw a bunch of hundos in there. And right. Just... Right. And that's why I never have cash because I'm just mailing it out constantly for things. Um, God. Yeah. The other, the great thing about this <laughs> podcast, people ask me, they're like, is it, is it a lot of work? And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes, you know, kind of containing and directing Tyler in life can be a lot of work, but <laughs> really you. we're just recording conversations we're already having. So it's kind of just like living our life in front of a camera. Yeah. I mean, we've been having these same conversations for 15 years. Um <laughs> I know. We just decided to that when we start to like message each other about something, it's save it for the podcast. Yeah, uh, right. Like the Stop Woodruff talking. situation, right? <laughs> Stop talking you were right like, now. I brought I brought up <laughs> the, the Woodruff podcast. and you were like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I started to message you about this and I was like, this is all I'm messaging because I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> right, right. But no, it's been fun. Uh, it's been exciting. I've, I have enjoyed it so far. Um, Me too. And, and, you know, which means, you know, you're not getting rid of me yet. Um, but <laughs> well, it's like we, like we told my father-in-law this weekend, you know, we, he asked how it was going and, and, you know, we're like, well, it hasn't failed yet, but to be fair, it can't fail because our expectations are so low that if it stops, like it wouldn't be failing. <laughs> you know, honestly, if we ever got to a point where like we had enough followers, enough people listening, like, I think it would be a lot easier to put in the time and effort to actually edit the things out that you say you're going to edit out every episode and then you just post yeah. it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But you see like now that's like my, the returning gag, right? It's like, oh yeah, we'll edit that out, you know, and, and post editing and post video. But like, no, that's just never going to happen. It, it's, it's becoming the, uh, do you ever listen to Always Sunny uh, podcast? I, I've caught a few. If you ever listen to it every now and then they'll like go on this can, they'll say something really shitty or really offensive yeah. and they'll all just be like, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. And then Meg, who does their editing, just doesn't right. cut it, but, and also leaves in them telling her to cut it out. <laughs> to cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And so it's just become like a running gag with them. Like they'll say right. something offensive and you're just waiting for them to like, try to tell her to cut that. And then she's like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not cutting that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> or, oh yeah. Yeah. Or it gets even better. After. It when like link. she she'll edit it out but then she cuts them back in as they're still saying cut that so that you know that they just said something offensive but you don't know what it is right <laughs> if it's something like really offensive 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 you did. You did edit one episode um, to edit out some offensive language of mine. I, I did. And I um, we are not a we are still a no bleep podcast. Um, and I technically did not bleep you. I just removed the whole segment that included it. <laughs> I was like, we're just. And, uh, yeah, that was and that was the most I've listened to this podcast, by the way. I have not listened to like any of it. <laughs> after the fact yeah well i've listened i listened to it here and there um some of our podcasts again i know what we said so like right i don't need to right. listen to it uh, Lived it, but I, I do listen to it and i'll jump around in there just listen for audio quality and you know whatnot i hate hearing my own voice and i know you do too which is probably why it's hard for yes. both of us to listen to it uh <laughs> that's why we rely on sabrina so much yeah Sabrina's been a godsend. So shout out to you, Sabrina, uh, who has helped us with uh, keeping our posts accurate and our keeping us on our toes. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, the fact that our episode release posts have become more uh, consistently themed and look nice. Uh, We do have somebody who does that for which they are professional. That's Uh, it. They're done by a professional, uh, and to have have somebody to help us with that has been amazing and uh super thankful for that uh, and i get to see her on thanksgiving because she's back in the country this week so uh that's exciting that is exciting that is exciting i guess i'm thankful for jeff too who uh keeps putting up with our shit to print uh koozies and like things every time us. we talk to him we're like oh hey can you print this can you add this can you like do this like i mean so for those of you who don't know uh and i know we've hinted at it we do have uh some lunatics gear and we'll start sporting it on some episodes um and pending what our cost is we'll we'll try to pass on our cost to you guys i mean again we're not doing this to make money to begin with but if there's people out there who want gear um, we'll try to get enough people to put in an order but jeff is printing stuff for us and he sent us like hey i have this stuff printed for you and then i was like oh cool i really like that hat that you had you do, that you did for john can you do one for me but like different and he was like Sure. And then I think he had it done in what, like two hours. I mean, the guy's yeah. awesome. I got both uh, of those messages STL... like, at the same time. It was like instantaneous <laughs> in my world because I, I don't I think I have my phone on like, do not disturb. And so I like when I took it off, do not disturb. It was like, it seemed like it happened like within five minutes on my end. I, I honestly might be over exaggerating the two hour mark, but um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, or those of you who need to screen print things or have stuff made or laser engraved or whatever it might be, uh, stlbbk.com. Uh, I believe it's .com. Uh, don't yeah. quote me on that. It was in one of our Facebook posts. I put his the link to his website, but uh, does amazing work. So uh, give him a look and give him a shout if you uh, get a chance as well. And that's not an ad. We are not. That's not an ad. We, that is we're just, not reimbursed we for any of that. Uh, Jeff's him a shout just been out. awesome. Um, and if he followed on here, I'd feel more awkward about shouting him out but i don't think he's actually listened to any of our podcast at all nor he may not because it's jeff and that's totally fine but the guy's been awesome and he's done good work for us so uh, if you guys need work done um he he's a affordable option and he'll do any he'll print whatever you want so it's been great uh with all that being said uh if you like our content and you appreciate us uh we would be thankful this thanksgiving for more followers and uh, for you to share our stuff give us likes on videos and try to get our uh, our fan base up as that will make it easier and uh in the future for more content i don't know if that was enough uh shameless sticking things out there but um 
please, you know, we, we need your, we need your help to, to keep the podcast. No, we'll keep the podcast going because we enjoy talking shit to each other. Um, but if you want better content, get more people to follow us uh, and, and we'll get, we'll try to get better content. So with all that being said, uh, it's been a fun one. Stan Kroenke, we hate you and good night, everyone.